Bucky. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Broadcasting live from Aaron Hills Golf Course. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. Right, the next 60 minutes, Steve and I are going to have a hard time wiping the smiles off our faces. This is one of our favorite places, not just in the state of Wisconsin, one of the favorite places, one of our favorite places on the planet. We are live at Aaron Hills Golf Course. It is opening day for Aaron Hills. They had a full tee sheet today, but not too full, as Stephen and I were able to sneak out and play the kettle loop. And to discuss everything Aaron Hills, we are thrilled to be joined by our good friend, who is the competitions director here at Aaron Hills, John Morissette. John, thank you so much for the time. Gabe, Stephen, great to have you all here. Good good timing. Where Did the, did, did the show start yet? I'm just marveling at the beauty of this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sun's starting to peak out just as we're uh, starting the show as well. And, and we had an opportunity. I have never been able to play the kettle loop. I know it's existed. What was the initial thought behind the kettle loop, and, and how can people play it? Well, we, we knew that we're you know, a unique spot. We've got 18 holes and overnight lodging, and there are very few places in the country that have that. You know, most places have lodging, have multiple courses, so there's a lot to do. You can play 36 holes, you can play 27 holes, uh, and that's a little harder to do. So we made, made a real effort several years ago to create more kind of late afternoon and evening activities, and one of those was to create the kettle loop, and what we did was we took five holes and um, and selected a different tee. In two cases, we actually built new tees. So you can play five holes, but play them in a way you don't see them during your regular round. So you have a very different look and feel. So if you're an overnight guest arriving at 5 or 6 o'clock, you just kind of want to rush out for an hour, whet your appetite for your golf the next day, you can do that. But then the next day, you're not going to quite feel like you're playing the same holes you just played. You're going to feel it. Uh, it's going to be a d different experience, and it's been very, very popular. Well, what's cool about the uh, the, the card, Stephen, is half half par holes. Yeah. So the first hole, you know, it's 470 yards uh, on number one, par four and a half. So that, I think that's another cool twist to it as yeah, well. Well, we had a lot of fun creating the kettle loop and even creating the scorecard. You know, the first hole is a good example, 475, big carry over the uh, uh, wetland that you don't see during your regular round. Um, that's called a par four and a half. Second hole, play from the forward tee, 220 yards to the smallest green on the course. Uh, slopes away on all sides, and it's completely blind. So you have just about no chance to hit and hold the green. Let's call that a par three and a half. And it goes on, but then you wind up with a nice even number total for the five holes. So that's your target. Think about playing those five holes rather than just a particular hole. Yeah, I think the really special thing about this place is the way that you guys have adapted to what feels like kind of a new change in golf where it's not just about the 18 holes that you're playing. It's about the experience of the day. Um, we talk about the kettle loop, but you know, right behind you, is the drumlin, which is something that's also new to the course in the last couple of years, an opportunity for golfers to, to putt on, you know, types of 
greens that you won't see on the course, similar to the kettle loop where it's different types of tee shots. Yeah, th that's exactly right. Two years ago, we opened up the Drumlin putting course, and, you know, 63,000 square feet. And as you said, the goal was for players to have putts that they've never had before off natural turf. You know, with huge undulations, just uh, some almost r intentionally crazy stuff. But it's it's all about fun you know it's not you know for serious competitions just for fun and to enhance it we put some low-level lighting out there that stays on until 11 o'clock so overnight guests can go out there and you can get drink service out there and it's and it's a lot of blast and and the um the whole scene is so neat from the uh clubhouse when it gets dark because the lighting is not stadium lighting going down projecting down onto it rather it's low level lighting projecting across it so it's a nice subdued kind of quiet experience that really emphasizes the shad the shadows really emphasize the contours of it and it's it's just a blast on the tee at Aaron Hills, 94.5 ESPN, we're joined by John Morissette, who is the competitions director here at Aaron Hills. As we mentioned, it's opening day. What are you looking forward to most in 2021 here at Aaron Hills? Boy, you know, it's, there, there's a lot to choose from. This I've, We've never had the excitement we've had for this year, for this season. That's for several reasons. Number one, the golf course is by far in the best condition it's ever been in at the start of the it season. Is. It's unbelievable how green it is yeah, right now. Tees, fairways, and, per, uh, 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 fairways and greens are all just immaculate. Uh, the, the native uh, fescue is growing, so, the, so that's going to come in, but the plain surfaces are, just couldn't be any better. So we're excited about that. We're excited it's a very busy year. You know, it's, uh, you know uh, bookings are proceeding at a very, very quick pace. Uh, so so there's going to be a lot of golf out here, a lot of excitement, and you know, we've got some you know fun tournaments. The Barstool Classics having a qualifier here in early August. The Marquette Tournament, uh, which has traditionally been in October, has been moved up now to Labor Day weekend. So having some you know earlier season date, dates for that is going to give that a kind of a fun little twist. And all that obviously leading up to uh, next year's U.S. Mid-Amateur Championship. So a, a lot, lot going on here, a lot to look forward to. You guys have hosted a number of big events. I mean, what will the regular golf fan expect out of that Mid-Am and how special of an event that will be out here? Well, the Mid-Am, you know, we got a good feel for it uh, over this weekend with the Walker Cup that I've still barely touched it on my DVR, but I saw that Stuart Hegestad, who won the 2016 Mid-Am uh, and who will be here uh, next year, made the winning putt for the U.S., team yesterday and and he's an interesting story and we'll, we actually have a profile coming up on him in our digital magazine that he played here in the 2011 US amateur and he played here in the 2017 US Open so this will be his third national championship on the same golf course in 11 years and that that's that's pretty cool with the uh, the mid-am coming, any changes that you guys are, are anticipate making to the course, or kind of yeah. let it stand for itself? Yeah, n nothing significant. N nothing significant. That uh, you know the golf course you know plays very very well j just as it is. You know can't you confirm. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that that's that. Like last year we rebuilt a few tees, but that was more for daily play purposes than it was for you know any future championships. So it's going to play really the same way uh, it, it did for for, for you all, and that's going to be very good. Because one thing that's nice in September, you know, the weather's when the mid when the mid amps play, the weather is good. The wind. We'll have some good wind, and you know the USGA loves the flexibility with the tees. You know we have this course can stretch from 5,000 to 8,000 yards long. So if, if they get 
uh, strange winds, there's a T for every wind and on every hole. So you guys have the Mid-Am in 2022, the U.S. Women's in 2025. Have you talked more with USGA? Are you thinking about bringing the U.S. Open back to Aaron Hills? Is that the hope? Uh, we wouldn't mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we wouldn't know. either. No, no. I, I, I would be camped out here once again like we were back in 2017. No, but I, I mean, you know, we're obviously would be, you know, would be uh, tremendously honored to host the U.S. Open again. You know, we'd like to think that there's a, a decent chance, but ultimately, you know, right now we're just, you know, thrilled to death with the Mid-Am and the Women's Open coming up. And those are two championships you've never hosted that have, you know, two very different but two very special uh, classes of players. And, and we're, we're we're thrilled. And th- in the middle of that, throw in that in 2023, we're hosting the Wisconsin State Amateur again. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an exciting stretch. Well, in in as we talk with John Morris at the competition director here at Aaron Hills, you talked about the flexibility of the golf course, and that's why the USGA likes it. And I think that kind of speaks to the, the number of different championships that you've had. Not only, I mean, have you, you know, going to have the, the top men here. You, you've had the top men here. You're going to have the top women. You've had the top amateurs, mid-am, the, the public links, the amateur public links. It's so many different championships. To me, also speaks of the flexibility of the course to be able to host that many different levels of high-caliber high caliber play. Oh, it does. And remember, I started 2008 with the U.S. Women's Amateur Public Links Championship. So it's been a tremendous variety. And two days ago, we hosted the Mac Fund Invitational, very large high school tournament. And, you know, we host boys and girls high school matches in spring and fall. So, I mean, it really is a course for everybody. I mean, whoever's setting up the course can do so for that class of player very comfortably. John, I have to say, I'm extremely jealous that this is your office. Like, how, how, often, how often do you stare, stand at your window and just look out at this course and say, yeah, I work here, and this is where well, my office is? It's, it's, every now and then I do have to pinch myself. But it was interesting today looking out the window, and after you know, looking out during the winter at snow and the maintenance worker, and then the maintenance workers and everything, saying, whoa, there are golfers out there. And then that's a fun and exciting feeling to have golfers back here, to have people you know, eating and drinking here, playing golf, to see a full parking lot. I, that, that's, that, that, that's cool. That, that's exciting. John, thank you so much for the time. I know you stayed a little bit later for your day, so you could join us here and, and tell us more about everything great going on at Aaron Hill, so I appreciate the time. Oh, Gabe, Stephen, any time. Thank you very much. That's so it. Much, John. John Morissette. He is the competitions director here at Aaron Hills. More from Aaron Hills um, as uh, we continue to break down the golf course next on On the Tee. Back to the course and On the Tee with Gabe and Stephen after this on 94.5 ESPN. To On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Yo, my method for my musical madness. Move and motivate those with musical talents. Uh. I'm not over-exaggerating when I say Stephen and I, like the smiles on our faces, especially as the sun starts to peak out and we are at Aaron Hill's for On the Tee. It's the first time we've taken the show on the road, and I'm so glad that this is the place yeah. that we got to do our first remote show from, Stephen. Think of some worse locations. Not going to lie. I, I mean, I, I literally, every time I come out here, I tell everybody that this is one of my favorite places, and it's, it's just... First of all, I, I grew up not far from here. I grew up 20 minutes away from here um, in Horicon, and A, I can't believe that this is... 
20 minutes away from where I grew up because it doesn't look like anything other than, I mean, the, the actual wetland area that's right out in front of us. But the rest of the course doesn't look like anything that I grew up in or around. And they've done such a great job of all the things that they've built around here. I, I love the place. I love the logo that they have. I love the food, the drinks, the, like the drink that they have here. You may or may not have ripped off at your wedding. Let me tell you about the fescue rescue. <laughs> I'm on the clock right now, so I'm not allowed to have one. But I love but the you Rescue have been, Rescue you, you so much. You were tempted. You were tempted many a time. And there were, t I think there, by the there fifth was, time that like someone a, asked. It was like a half-second pause where I looked at you, Gabe, and I was waiting for you to be like, yeah, I'll join you. And then we were like, no, we probably shouldn't. I love the Fescue Rescue so much. And if you don't know what the Fescue Rescue is, it is Jameson, ginger beer, and lemonade. I love it so much that I made it my wedding drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I had I had a buddy who I had to give him the look on my wedding day, and he would show up with a fescue rescue in hand to me on my wedding day. Wow. It's a great friend. That's that's an amazing friend. And I'm not going to lie, I, 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 it feels a little empty not having one in my hands right now. Just sitting on the back patio here. You know, I mean, fire, we've only the, got 44 minutes left in the show. The fire is lit. Like, right below us here on the deck, the sun is setting right on our face right now. All you can see is just beautiful green and the beginning of fescue grass. 7 o'clock can't come soon. <laughs> Steven's counting down the minutes until he can have that first fescue rescue. But first, we need to talk about Rory McIlroy, one of the best drivers on the PGA Tour. He is off the schneid, ending an 18-month losing streak. I mean, that feels a little dramatic. But we're going to talk about Rory right now, and it's all about the drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. Had a nice smooth ride up here to Aaron Hill's in my 2020 Jeep Compass from Ewald Automotive. And, I mean, it's it's fitting that we're talking about it's all about the drive on a course um, that is incredibly long, but also Quail Hollow and their Green Mile, a long stretch to all right, end. All right. But you know, Rory McIlroy... Stop, stop the setup, Gabe. You okay. should be flexing the fact that you picked the winner but this I got, past week. See, I, I don't know if I did. I feel like I got bullied into picking the winner. A 100% pressured <laughs> you into the pick. But you're still winning. You still got the right guy. I still did get the right you guy. You backed the right horse. And it was a lot of fun to watch. Like This is one of the tournaments between Augusta and between the PGA, which now with the new schedule on the PGA Tour, that a lot of the big guns show up to. Some of the big guns arrived, left, and came back in the you know, instance of Bryson DeChambeau, who thought he missed the cut, but then on a historically bad afternoon, <laughs> somehow ended up making the cut on the number and had to fly back. I feel like the Bryson coming back after missing... The cut, flexing that he flew privately on net jets is like right up there with Hideki Matsuyama walking through O'Hare's airport with his master's green jacket. Like those <laughs> those are my favorite two golf stories of the season so far. But like, could you imagine Bryson landing and being like, oh wait, I'm on the tee tomorrow? Oh. And then coming back and top tenning? Yeah, he got he got tied T9. Somehow made made the cut At, with, on the with number. A, with a double. 
on the final hole. Yes. Made the cut on the number and still finished top 10. That's how well Bryson DeChambeau. I've got more on Bryson coming up later in the program. Um, that's kind of a hint of who I might be picking for next week. But Rory McIlroy being back in the winner's circle and being back to relevant. I mean, he had fallen out of the top 15 in the world golf rankings for like the first time in over a decade. And I mean, he still was always going to be a big name anytime one of these majors was going to be played. But with... You know, Dustin Johnson still being, you know, playing as well as, as he has. And Justin Thomas. And, and a lot of these bigger names in golf, really, you know, Bryson DeChambeau on that list. Some of the younger guns playing well. I mean, we are rounding into what could be a very exciting final three majors of the season with a lot of the top names in golf playing well. And I can't help but find myself rooting for Rory McIlroy. He hasn't won a major in so long, but he's just so good for the game. He... I think is the most important golfer to the game, Gabe. I think that he is the next face of golf. I don't think there will ever be another Tiger Woods. I don't think that there should be, and I don't think that anybody should fake their way into trying to be like Tiger. But the way that we have gushed over Rory on this program in weeks past, the fact that he just gets it, and he is genuine, he's honest, he's entertaining, and he's obviously extremely skilled. You know, he's yes. been a number one golfer for, for years at a time, you know, he's won four majors at this point, and golf is a better sport when Rory McIlroy is relevant. And the fact that he wins two weeks before the next major is only going to drive more eyes around the game, you know, two weeks at Kiowa, and I'll always root for Rory McIlroy. Which is a place that he ran away from the field the last time they played a PGA at Kiowa Island. Correct. And I, I think that it, it, he's just such a like a genuine guy. You saw him walk off 18 on Mother's Day and hug his wife and get his first win with his new daughter. Like, you know, those are the types of moments that people remember about wins. It's what we remember a lot about Tiger's wins, right? Are the special moments that he shared with his family, you know, at Augusta. Yeah, with his dad, and then obviously, you know, with everything coming full circle back in 2019 when yeah. he was able to share it with his son and his daughter um, after he had won his fifth green jacket. Yeah, and I, I just think those human moments, and Rory is such a human guy, that it, it's really somebody that I'll always root for. And I, I, he's my favorite golfer to watch. We talked about it last week. The one guy that I will turn on the television and watch if I find out he is anywhere close to contention, Rory McIlroy is that guy for me. Well, I mean, this, uh, this is all about the drive segment, and... Whew, he decided to make things interesting on 18, man. Like, Ooh. who hasn't been there? Like, and, he, and, and, and maybe that's what makes it and Rory a little bit more endearing to me as well. Is that one clear, of us. <laughs> one of us. us. Is that clearly the nerves got to him? It had been a while since he'd been in the winner's circle. It was obviously important to, for him to get there. And even though he's hitting a three-wood, a three-wood that he roasted earlier, not even just in the round, but on the back nine, a 300-plus yard three-wood on one of the holes earlier... He just plays a mega hook yeah. and hits it into, like, hit it over the hazard, but it bounces off the bank back below the red line, so he's got to do all these different things. But the nerves got to him a little bit, but then to be able to hit the next shot onto the green, two-putt, it was cool to see how, yeah, the nerves can even affect a four-time major winner and now 19-time PGA Tournament winner. And I think some of the really low scores that we've seen over the last year in golf, I don't think we give enough credit to how how important fans are to oh, some yeah. of these big tournaments. Like th that was probably the biggest grouping of fans that we've seen at an is. event so far at Quail Hollow, Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that was probably the, the most fans that we've seen at an event so far. 
And when you're standing on the 18T box and it's fully crowded around you and you've got a two-shot lead, like, yeah, your hands are trembling a little bit more than if, say, it's just him and a TV camera. Well, and, and the crowds are only going to get bigger and bigger. They're going to Texas this week. Texas, a state that is fully open, and I'm guessing they're going to have some pretty good turnout at TPC Craig Ranch for the AT&T Byron Nelson. But there was another event that had a Wisconsin tie this past week. Another one of us moment. <sighs> and I don't I, I don't feel right chanting it because no. like, Steve is just such a good guy. But, man, I, I, I felt I, I've been there, Stricker. And I, you know what? I can't say I've ever been there for like a five hundred thousand dollars putt, <laughs> or you know, there. for to be a, for a senior major. So the the um, a senior cha- a major championship on the Champions Tour happening uh, this past week, and Stricker was actually the defending champion because yep. he last won it uh, the traditions in in twenty nineteen. I guess even more than him missing that putt. Because he, I mean, the, the ending was fantastic. And this is all going on simultaneous as Rory. Yeah. So I was working Stricker's, out. Stricker's going to a playoff as Rory's on 18. Yeah. It was. It was and I'm working the, uh, the, 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 you know, the back button on my TV remote. Uh, but Stricker needed to make a birdie on the 18th to force the playoff. Got really unlucky um, that a ball didn't come back down off a hill. Kind of stood up on the hill. Got up and down. Made his birdie. But Alex Cheka, who ended up winning, I'm a little upset with him. Because both times, he roasted his drive left, and he got incredibly lucky. Yeah. Like, for him, it wasn't all about the drive. <laughs> As it came down off the hill, and he was fortunate. Nor was it Rory. Yeah, right? Uh, and he was just fortunate that that ball was able to come back into play. Um, because if that would have stayed as far left as it was, there's no way he's making par, and Stricker doesn't have to make the you know, the 10-footer the for birdie after making the 14-footer for birdie to force the playoff. But just a putt that right off the blade just kind of left it open a little bit yeah, and, and pushed it. Right, right off the blade, he knew it. Yeah. He knew it. And, and it's hard to, like, you know, you're in a playoff, you're trying to win a major. But the putt that he made on 18 was double the length, probably double the pressure, and he drilled it. So it's not like, you know, he got there because <laughs> yeah. he had drained such a – I mean, he's – one of the best putters of all time. I mean, he had to he had to chase down. He was down by a couple of strokes on yeah. the back nine oh, from yeah. Czech, so he had to chase him down to get there. Um, just, you know, it's one of those situations where the putt didn't go in. Yeah, it happens. It's fun to see Strick compete every single week like that. It's on, back-to-back on weeks tour. now that I've just turned over to the Champions Tour to check it out because, well, yeah. a couple weeks ago it was daily, and this week it happened to be how, how Steve about, How about the American Family Insurance uh, news drop today? Oh, Andy man. North is going to be playing in Madison. So you're going to have Steve Stricker, Jerry Kelly, and Andy North all playing in the same tournament. That's going to be so fun this summer. I'm really curious to see how Andy does. It's been a long time since he's played in a competitive tournament. But, I mean, Andy is such an ambassador for all things Wisconsin yeah. that I'm not I'm not that surprised. I'm, I'm happy that he's doing this. I'm not surprised, though, given that he has been a part of that celebrity foursome with Brett Favre. Yeah. Each year that they've been able to do the celebrity foursome, no foursome this year. So now Andy's like, well, I guess my schedule's open. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of playing just nine holes scramble, let's go ahead and tee it up and play all 18 three days in a row. You think he's still got it in him? <sighs> what a story. Like, could you imagine if Strick and North are paired in the final grouping? Well, I mean, I just band? can't imagine that Andy at his age is going to be yeah. able to hit it far enough over the course of 54 holes to... But it's gonna—I mean—he's gonna have a huge crowd. Yeah, he's gonna have a huge crowd at the AmFam. Uh, we do need to talk about the new golf course on the PGA Tour, TPC Craig Ranch, debuting this weekend. The AT&T Byron Nelson Championship. We'll talk about that and make our picks as part of our fantasy golf segment. But first, we give you this week's Kirk Girl Moments of the Week. 
And now, it's time for another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside. Really? You're going to try and impress your pals and hit a wedge on this 160-yard par 3 with full carry over the pond? From what I've seen of you on my past three passes, you might need a driver, bud. I'm just saying. I know I'm just a cart girl, but seriously. This has been another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. Seems to be the best part of the day here at Aaron Hills with the sun coming out on the road for the first time on the tee. Gabe Neitzel, Stephen Watson. Man, it, it, it's really, I think, for the opening day of Aaron Hills, which is usually uh, right around, you know, the, one of the first Mondays in May. They had that great event over the weekend, as they always do with their Mac Fund event, uh, with some high school, uh, a lot of high school uh, golf teams who help raise money for the Mac Fund, then get to play in the tournament out here. I don't think you could ask for a better day. We just talked with a, a guy from, I think, Texas. Yeah. Um, this group from Virginia out here. Yeah. I, I think one of the coolest things that, we talked about it at the beginning of the show with John Morissette, the competitions director, that they've done out here is that you've seen a lot big trend in golf courses making it more than just the 18 holes that you play on the course. We've seen Sand Valley create a short course. We know they're doing a short course, the baths up at Black Wolf. Um, and out here with the Dremlin, the Drumlin, excuse me, and the Kettle Loop, the five hole, it's just such a cool experience that goes so far beyond those 18 holes. Yeah, and, and again, just a great. Just a great overview. It's tough to beat this view to me of of just about any place in the state of Wisconsin. Because if you if you love golf, this is whether we're on the lower patio. There's the upper patio that's just off of um, the the clubhouse and pro shop. Uh, up above, uh, we're at the lower lower deck here. But it is. It's just, again, it brings a smile to my face to when we look out over the golf course here at Erin Hills. We've got to make some picks. It's time for some fantasy golf talk here on the tee. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take the drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Mail Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Mail. You can, too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. We've both picked a winner this year. You've picked Jordan Spieth. I've picked Rory McIlroy. And this week on the PGA Tour, it's a new stop. The AT&T Byron Nelson, which is one of the older tournaments. And AT&T is such a big sponsor on the PGA Tour. But they've struggled kind of finding a home for this yeah. in Texas. And they're in the Dallas area, TPC 
uh, a new TPC course down there. Uh, and now I've lost my uh, my notes here. This is what happens when you're on the road. You just completely Craig Ranch, Craig Ranch. TPC Craig Ranch, McKinney, Texas, just uh, right around the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area. So it's not like you can, you know, picking Rory last week. I mean, he's the only now three time winner. He's the only multiple time winner at Quill Hollow. Um, you know, when when you look at a course, a lot of times you go, oh, this guy's played really well here in the past, yeah. and that can be that is off the board this we week. Don't know we have no idea, and I have no idea what TPC Craig Ranch is going to look like on TV. We don't know much. Yeah, and it's also the week before the PGA Championship. Yep, and I think a lot of guys are going to sit this one out. Well, but, Rory's I mean, not playing. Correct, but there are some DJ, big names. I think is out of the field now. He was in it for a while, but you've got John Rahm. You've got Bryson DeChambeau. No big surprise that Jordan Spieth is playing this event. Um, you've got Daniel Berger, Masters winner Hideki Matsuyama, and this is Hideki's first event since Augusta because he had to go back uh, home, had to quarantine in Japan for two weeks before he could go out and celebrate just wore there. He his green jacket for five straight weeks. You've got Brooks Kepka. Uh, you know, so you have a number of you know. Top golfers in the world, some major champions in there. So it's not going to be quite as good to me as the field was this last week at Quell Hollow. But it's a lot better to, than most events right before a major. So who do you like? I like the big golfer. I'm, I'm a little home cooking. Lives in the Dallas area. I Plus, feel, like, I'm just like, impressed. You know, the I, fact that he was, I mean, he played so well on the weekend to make the cut on the number and then still top 10. I think he is starting to round into form. I feel kind of like a proud dad right now. And, you know, Max, our producer, back at the studio, I, I think he would probably feel the exact same way, that not only did we peer pressure you into picking Rory McIlroy last week, I think we peer pressured you into liking Bryson. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just because I'm like, picking him to win a golf tournament doesn't yeah, mean that I like, like Bryson. Game recognized game, right? Like, I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're, like, starting to slowly turn on Bryson. No, no, never. Now, do I think he can be entertaining and good for golf? Sure. Am I going to root for the guy? No. Am I going to root for me to be right? Absolutely. So don't I don't want you to confuse me rooting for myself with me rooting for Bryson DeChambeau. We're going to get him, Max. We're going to get him. By Come the on, end of hop on the bandwagon, night. Gabe. Come on. <laughs> I think he's great for the game. Do, do I ever see myself being friends or wanting to be friends with Bryson? No. No. Whatever. Notice how he let everybody know that he got his workout in as well before he hopped back on the yeah, next jet. Okay, I respect that he's so on brand. Do you even lift, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, he's he's gonna make so much money on that, you know, players' <laughs> popularity thing. His 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 Instagram videos are gonna just hit all new heights. I hate them, but I just I I do I you love, hate watch them? I love them because I hate them so much. Okay, fair enough. That's where I'm at. So. I'm thinking about this Byron pick for a little while, and I really wanted to pick Bryson, but we both can't pick Bryson. Why not? Eh. Too boring? Are you, you going to try and fear pressure me this week? Well, I mean, if you want to pick Bryson, you should pick Bryson. No, no, I'm going to go with a kind of a similar success story to me getting my first pick right in Jordan Speed. We're going to Texas, so I'm going to go with the Texan. Okay. I really like Scotty Scheffler this week Ooh. for my Gruber Law Office's one call, that's all pick. And it's because he's a hometown guy. He played there when he was like 10 years old. He's shot in the 60s when he was 17. You know, beat other pro guys when he was an amateur at a tournament out there before. Um, and he's been really close this year. We saw him play really well in the match play event. I think that Scotty Scheffler is going to get his PGA Tour win at Byron ahead of the 
PGA Championship. I like that. I mean, I, I do really like Scotty, and and I think he's trending in the right direction. Again, I think he's a he's a solid like bubble guy for the Ryder Cup right now. Oh yeah, I, I could see him making the team if he if he puts together a good major season with three left. I could see him yeah. certainly playing up at uh, at Whistling Straits in late September. And Stricker even joked about that, that he was watching Scheffler play really closely in that match play event a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell you what, Strick's going to have some really tough decisions to make. And he's going to get six picks. And I, ho I hope he goes a little... I, mean, I doubt he does, just because of his personality. My guess is he's going to stick pretty close to the top 12 in the uh, in the in the FedEx Cup point no in the uh, in the Ryder Cup rankings, but having six captains picks, I hope he he flexes that a little bit and and he picks some guys that maybe are rounding into form but might not be quite in that top twelve. He's just too nice of a guy to probably pick himself. But if he makes that putt yesterday, like, are we talking about player captain yet? Hasn't he already said he's not going to do that after he was, he played well at what? Where did he play well? Early season uh, West Bay Coast. Hill? No, oh no, it was Phoenix. Yeah, really well. At Phoenix. Yeah, played really well at Phoenix, and I think he he just kind of squashed that one, saying he wasn't gonna. I mean, let's face it, the only person, the only person, big cat. Yeah, I mean, he he already did it, but I mean, he's the only one that could get away with picking himself. I hope Tiger's doing well in his rehab. I hope we see him play on the PGA Tour once again, and I kind of hope that his like comeback moment is for Ryder Cup 2023, as the player cap is the <laughs> you heard it here first would i be all over that yes would i try to fly over and witness all of that of course would we be taking on the tee to wherever in the world that might be yeah 100 it's in rome uh yeah i believe it's in let's rome. Go to rome all right hey that sounds i've always nice. wanted to go to rome let's go to rome tiger in rome 2023 so the one call that's all gruber loves picks of the week i am taking bryson dechambeau and scotty scheffler the pick of stephen watson Waste management going to help us break down Aaron Hills, one of our favorite places in the world. And there's a lot to break down here. It's not just the 18 holes. There's the kettle loop. There's the drumlin. We discuss it all next on the tee. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. Better. Four, it's On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. It's the happiest place in the world. It is my happy place. It's not Disneyland. It's not Disney World, whichever one. No. For Stephen Watson and myself, it is Aaron Hills. In the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Especially this time of day when the sun is setting. We've got a couple of groups that just walked off 18 or just played the drumlin. They're sitting around the fire enjoying a fescue rescue, and I'm staring deeply into the cup. <laughs> just dreaming. Let's go ahead and break down everything to do here at Aaron Hills as we break down a golf course each and every week here on the tee. Brought to you by Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Let's save the, uh, the big 18 holes for last. Because there are a couple of other things you can do here, especially if you're an overnight guest 
And if you're looking to uh, to book lodging at Aaron Hills, you should do so quickly. Had a chance to talk with a couple of the different uh, people we know out here. Everything's filling up fast right now at Aaron Hills. They said that they're usually in a the summer, they're around 12,000 rounds. They're expecting 16. Wow. Easy right now. So if you're trying to get out here, hop on, book it quickly, especially for the overnights because they only have a couple of cabins and lodges, but man, they are special places to stay. I know my mom, you know, from Philadelphia with a group of ladies came out here and, you know, slept in a cabin. There, were, there was eight queen beds in it. Yeah, uh, Brian D. did his, uh, he, he threw his brother's bachelor party out here yeah. um, for a couple of days late last summer. So it's it's a popular destination, popular destination for people out of town. So make sure you book it, especially if you have not played it. Is It is an unbelievable golf experience. But let's begin with something that I've never played, but I had an opportunity to play. Uh, you know, it was a full tee sheet today, but we're able to take about 40 minutes and, and play the five-hole kettle loop. Uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier with John Morissette, but it gives you a couple of different angles that are, you're not used to on five of the first six holes here at Aaron Hills, and it's it's a blast to play, man. Like, it was so much fun. Yeah, the, you know, we've both been fortunate enough to play this course a bunch, so we've gotten pretty familiar with it, and I'm staring at the first tee box, and it's right to the left of the, the lodge that's down low in a place that I didn't even know they could put a tee box there, and they just threw one right to the side here it gives you a totally different angle in on what is normally a long par five it turns it into a four and a half which is you know a unique to the scorecard they add halves for the kettle loop the five holes um and it you know driver puts you out there you know probably two two fifteen in for yeah. your second shot so it's it's a long par four so four and a half makes sense and um i, I think the, the coolest thing about the kettle loop is that every single hole that we played we played it totally different than we would on the big course 100%. Because your angle in is different. Yeah, par fours are turned into threes. Threes are turned into fours. It's just a unique way that after you maybe finish 18 out here, you want to come play, you know, the same course but different. It's, it's cool. And I could really see the Drumlin, which is their putting course here, 12, 13 holes, um, really kind of being a concept that takes off other places. If you have some buddies and you come up here and, and you play your 18 and, you know, you want to have some fun, like, the Drumlin is... In, they, there are some extremes on the Drumlin. Yeah. It's an unbelievable, giant, undulating green, but it is a lot of fun to play. Again, if you're taking yourself really seriously, maybe the Drumlin's not for you, <laughs> but if you're looking to have just a really good time with the game of golf, the Drumlin putting course is... A blast. Yeah, it's like a mini golf course without the clown mouth. Right? 100%. 100%. Like every single putt is something you would never see on the course because there's no way they could maintain the undulation out on a course. And, you know, Zach Reineking, the, you know, the greenskeeper out here, he must have had a lot of fun just pushing dirt to create that because it's really just a pretty, pretty special idea and concept. And that only takes you about 25 minutes to play. So you just loop it as many times as you want. Uh, yeah, it's it, they're both concepts are really cool, and as I mentioned before, kind of where the game is going to making it more about the experience beyond the 18 holes. And then that brings us to the 18 holes, where they have hosted now three different USGA championships. They have two more coming, the Mid-Am next season, and then in 2025, the U.S. Women's Open. And there are only a handful of courses that have done a U.S. Open and a U.S. Women's Open, and Aaron Hills will be able to join that list in 2025. 
it, it just, it's such a fun course. It's a playable course, but it's challenging. And the best way I can describe this, um, obviously I'm a golf nut. We've discussed many a time, both of us. This just in. Yeah, uh, golf nut. Love it out here, but I, I was able to bring my parents out here last year. And my parents don't play a ton of golf. Um, you know, we I get to play with them a handful of times a year. I think they play because they know how much I like it. And, and it's something that we can do from time to time. Especially with the caddies and... I would say that we got lucky with really good caddies, but it's not luck out here. It's not. They're really good caddies that they have at Aaron Hills. Yeah. And the way that the caddies were able to plop them around the course, the the fairways are wide, they're not going to be losing a ton of golf balls. It's playable for you know a high handicap, but if you're a low handicap, you can certainly challenge yourself as well. It, it somehow has found a way to be the best of both worlds. I don't know how they did it, yeah. but it's unbelievable that they have. To have a U.S. Open quality course like play differently for different handicaps is a really special thing about this course. The fact that you can go out there as a five handicap and play total target golf and manage your way around the course. And you can just go out there and spray it and you got 30 yard wide fairways. And yeah, I mean, with really good caddies, you might not lose a ball even as a 25 handicap out here. I think that's why I really dislike Kevin Na, because of the shenanigans that he pulled in 2017. Like, oh, look at how long this fescue is. Kevin, look how wide the fairway is. You're a professional golfer playing the toughest test in golf. Don't complain about the fescue that's way over here and hitting 20 yards off Don't the line you should have been taking. Aaron Hill's remote experience by bringing up Kevin Na. Sorry, I just had to yell. That's fair. That's Favorite fair. hole in the course? It's nine. It has to be nine. Par three, down the hill, postage stamp. Um... It, they, they joke and call it the shortest par five in yep. the world. Um, I seem to always play it well. I, 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 I don't think I've found the bunkers very often there, um, which is rare for me because I usually live on the beach. But I, I just think the design of nine is so unique. You're high. Like one of the cool things about Aaron Hills is that this is all natural terrain out here. Mm -hmm. Like none of this is fake. So you're high up on, you know, what was prehistoric glaciers and <laughs> you're hitting down to a postage stamp green with you know bunkers protecting it on every single side crowned greens falling off but you're at the top of the hill and you're looking back at the clubhouse and you can see holy hill in the distance and it, I, I just love nine i think it's such a cool hole uh, probably outside of seven at pebble beach the most memorable par three that i can think of for me it's 15 the short par four that's um, a very close second. <laughs> it's such a cool hole, and it had a lot of. It, it's got m multiple meanings, not only because I like it as a golf hole, but that was a, a hole that my dad, when I brought my dad out for the U.S. Open, um, I, I got him a ticket for the uh, the Saturday of the U.S. Open, and that's when he was playing short. That's when the USGA kind of shortened it up so guys could either go for it or they could lay up. They they had multiple options that day, and that was a hole that we just kind of camped out on for a lot of the day. So that that hole brings me great memories of that. But it's just it, it's a great risk reward hole if the, if the tee box is moved up and you can go for it you know do you want to go for it how much can you bite off and it's it, it's just to me what a, a short par four should be there's a lot of risk reward options yes. in whatever you do and it's not even just okay and you just hit a 200 yard shot in your front well no there's pop bunkers there that patrick cantley famously found in the u.s amateur back in 2011 because he thought he was on one tee box at the wrong club so there's still trouble that you can get in with the layup it's just a golf school you really have to think your way through and again, that just kind of goes to show the different ways that you can think your way through and play Aaron Hills as a golf course. Yeah, these bunkers seem to be really well placed out here. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I can't quite figure out why. 
Must be a US Open. <laughs> you also, you have to love 18. It's an awesome finishing hole. One of the hardest holes on oh, the yeah. course. And you talk about I think Aaron Hill, excuse me, uh, with Holy Hill in the background. Yeah, and, and you, you get see it at the that. right time of day. I, I think one of the best designs of any golf course is making sure that 18 is one of the toughest on the course. There's nothing I dislike more than just kind of a layup on 18 as you're walking in. I think 18 should be a card tester. Have you tried the shot? From JT? Yeah. Yeah, let me yeah, let me just whip out my three hundred and ten yard <laughs> three wood that's in my bag. No, Gabe. I I mean, did I try it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Was I anywhere close? Did I lose a ball, which is very hard to do out here? Probably. <laughs> but they have they have a plaque. Who can say? <laughs> Who can say if you actually lost the ball? They have a plaque out in the middle of the fairway from where Justin Thomas famously at the US Open carded a fifty nine. Or is it sixty one? No. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> 61. <laughs> Wasn't a fifth. He was a 59 at a U.S. Open. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> I think that would be a but, little bit different than what he in, actually got did. got there in two from, what was it playing, 600 yards? Uh, 600 yards. He got there in two. Um, and they have, it doesn't have just, it doesn't have JT's name on it. It's just a little plaque. So, I mean, if your caddy, your, your caddy knows. Like, I was supposed to say, if he knows, of no. Course. Of course the caddy knows. But if you ask your caddy when you're out here, he can show you where it is. Uh, last year, it was downwind. I had a chance, and I flared it left. Just kind of, just just tried to overcut it and did and you hit driver off the deck? No, I hit a three wood. Wow. He was playing downwind. You got a chance to get there if it's downwind. Sure, yeah, we play the same game. Yeah, we do. Now that you got that new driver, yeah, ah, that's been working out pretty solidly for me. Picked up a couple of yards. It's been nice. And it's the, the other cool thing about Aaron Hills that I'll always think about in 2017 is like this is kind of Brooks Kepka's moment, right? This is where this he is where it started. Inserted himself into the golf world. He was always kind of a guy on the cusp, but winning that tournament the way he did, he just dominated. Uh, by week. by the way, it's worth noting that it was a 63 for Justin Thomas, which is a U.S. Open record, especially in relation to par nine under par. So I uh, want to get make sure that we're a golf show. We should probably be accurate with that information. Felt, um, I felt like a 59. But <laughs> but yeah, Brooks Kepka. this was his first of four. At the time, a lot of people were going, who the hell is Brooks Kepka? Yeah, And then, and then went he went on, on and, and then he just absolutely started to dominate golf. I hope that he's starting to feel healthy and he starts to play a little bit better as we uh, approach the final three majors. Uh, thank you to everybody out here at Aaron Hills. John Morissette for joining us earlier. Jim Lombardo, um, you know everybody that allowed us to go out and play the, the Kettle Loop earlier today. Uh, such a great crew that they have. They do a great job here at Aaron Hills. I hope you can check it out at some point during this golf season. We'll be back again next week on the team.